All right, all right. I'm Matt Williamson. This is, episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and this is an absolute instant reaction. Tomlin hasn't even done his press conference yet. Game just ended. I ran downstairs, wanted to record something quick for you guys, get to you as soon as possible. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, couple things. Pregame notes. These are just, just some of the things that I jotted down pregame. You know, Warren inactive. Are they going to use McFarland? Have a wrinkle for him? I think they did, and that was good. Spillane inactive, which I liked. And you guys probably knew that. More big nickel? Sure looked like it. Who were the third down dime linebackers? Looks like Bush and Jack both got a bump. I like that as well. Um, Colts are known for predictable coverages. I wanted to make sure that Pickett didn't look overwhelmed and they had some route, route combinations to beat those. Um, that is the case. So good stuff. Um, again, a win's a win. Makes it a lot different light in terms of reactions. But they, they noted this before the game. First five games that Pickett started, their point differential was minus 65. The last, four, the last two going into this game was plus three. Now after this game, they're plus 10. So things are trending in the right direction. I, I know that Indianapolis is not the the you know a, a phenomenal team, or I know the coaching situation. But hey, I mean, wins a win in this league. I very much believe that this was a losable game as well. Um, so here's my notes as the game are going on, and just a couple things. I mean, you guys watch the game, so I'm not giving you a play by play, but. I really liked how the Steelers came out on offense. You know, bang play, play action to Deontay. Some big people out there moving the ball well. Some tempo to it. Um, really nice stuff there. I, I mean, but the, the drive ultimately stalled a little. It was third and two, incomplete the Sims. Fourth and two, I'm saying go for it. You got momentum. Things are going well. They don't. It's three nothing. Okay, I can sort of defend that thinking... At this point of the game, this is going to be a low-scoring game. Every point matters. Let's just take the field goal. Okay. So, Steelers kick off. Rodgers returns it. A nice return. And my first note, and not <laughs> easy to say this in hindsight, kickoff coverage has been a problem. That was after their first kick return, the Colts. Okay. That, we'll come back to that. So, I think I was dead on, by the way. Um they almost picked off the first throw by Ryan. Then Pierre does get the second one on two little short slants. And as I told you guys, I mean, this is such a condensed offense with the state of their quarterback. And it just makes it so much easier to play against. It's reminding me of last year, Ben passing game, you know, the way the Steelers played. So, you know, then, so they get that, that pick by Pierre. Get the ball to 39. Bad things happen, you know, Nadakwe with an unblocked sack. And you end up getting the ball to 39 and you end up punting into the end zone. I mean, so it's only 3 nothing to start the game that way. 
which I thought, boy, the Steelers are blowing their doors off, and this is only 3 nothing. and you get a gift like that. A nice play by Pierre. That's not a gift. And it's only 3 nothing. Like, I kind of have seen this again. Um, later on, I have a note here, nice return by Sims. Great field position again. Same feeling. You know, like you're getting good field position. Turnovers are going your way. You're moving the football. But there aren't scores, you know. And so, end of the first quarter hits. The Colts have zero yards. <laughs> zero. But you're only up 6 nothing. A, a play after that. There's a third and, ten, or third and 12. They dump it to Harris for a little gain. I think that's the one he got hurt on. Field goal, 6 nothing. So it's very, very, very early in the second quarter. You're only winning 6 nothing against an NFL football team, and the Colts have zero yards. Just as alarm bells are going off, this is mostly good, but alarm bells are going off. You know, like you should be winning by more than that. Um, so w- gradually through the second quarter, it's Indy finally gets their first first down. There's seven minutes and 15 seconds left in the half after Taylor gets a, a, an 11-yard run for their first first down of the game. <laughs> At this point, too, I have a little note. Is Watt okay, TJ? Alarm bells are up, too. Is, 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 is Watt okay? You know, this is early in the game, first half. Um, you know, we're rolling along through the game. Again, I'm not giving you a play-by-play here. We're going to do some other things that we usually do. And most first-half yards all year by the Steelers in this game. Great. They're playing great. Um that was right after he missed Pickens in the corner of the end zone. That was a bad throw. We'll get to Pickett and his performance. Mostly good, but that was he misses some throws, and that should have been a touchdown to Pickens. But the note after that was most first half yards all year. And then they kick off another big kickoff return by the Colts, forty five yards. Ugh. You know, and goes into the half at sixteen three. And my note there is. Kind of wish it was more. 16-3. Colts are getting the ball. Kickoff coverage seems like a problem. And I mean, you should be it should be over almost by now. I mean, considering how anemic the Colts offense was and how Pickett and the offense was playing. I mean, it almost feel like this should be a wrap. So as we do, these were the numbers at the half. Steelers were plus one in turnovers. Pickett was 14 for 18 for 133. He also had 34 rushing yards. Uh, Deontay was four for 41 and looked like he was getting open consistently at that point. Matt Ryan's five for 13 for 36 at this point. No touchdowns and interception. Bad. Yards per play. Pittsburgh, 5-4. Indy, 3-2. Rushing yards. Steelers, 116. Colts, 42. Taylor, though, six carries, 34 yards because he's really good. Time of possession. Steelers are almost at 22. Colts are just under eight. Dominant. Total yards, 232 to 71 by the Colts. First downs, 16 to four in favor of the Steelers, of course. Of course. Colts were one of five on f- third downs in the first half. Just one penalty for each team, so you can't really blame that. There was only one turnover at that point. They were just getting, the Colts were just getting outplayed. Um, at this point, I thought it was kind of interesting. I just kind of glanced down at the stat sheet, and I never referenced tackles. But at this point, Millette had six tackles, which told me several things. First off, they're throwing close to the line of scrimmage, often to Pittman, who played well. And secondly, I think they're picking on Millette, as teams do, and I've told you that before. 
And he's also making tackles, which he's a good tackler. Uh, at that point, though, half Najee is rolled out. So Steelers kick off. Huge return to open the half. And then officially, I just write, boy, the kickoff coverage is junk. Um, Taylor starting to get the ball. They're moving, you know, they, they eventually punch it in, make the thing 16-10. And I just write, awful start to the half. And I write, you know, next question. Second half adjustments, question mark. Mm, we'll see. And, you know, the field goal attempt a little bit later, Sutton jumps off sides. It's like, okay, all of a sudden it's self-inflicted wounds. It's bad special teams play. Like, I've seen this story before. And then they get a gift, and they botch the handoff, recovered by Warmly. I have no idea how Ryan couldn't get on that. It just shows that he's no longer an athlete. But I'm still writing down tale of two halves. Again, slash, same as next week. Doesn't speak well to coaching. I mean, that's just my thoughts at the time early in the second half. You know, at this point, too, back-to-back, three and outs, you know, by the Steelers. It's like you're letting them right back into it. This is not a very good football team. You should have put them away. You haven't. And as we're rolling along here through the third quarter, I write a little note, and I'll do this tomorrow when they come out. Check outside linebacker snap counts. And, again, this is probably more of a tomorrow conversation. But third quarter ends, disastrous quarter of football, right? Pickett throwing poorly in second half. Missed a lot of throws early in the second half. And he seems to be a little streakier than I would have thought. But then, on a third and nine, throw to Pickens, caught. Nice catch, not a perfect throw, but really nice slide in the pocket by Pickett. Moving around, getting his feet set. Plus, you get the roughing the passer call that. To me, that was kind of the play of the game. And, and I think the teammates then look at Pickett like, okay, you can bail us out when things are going bad. You know, there's an emotional side to this and momentum was going very much the other way. So eventually they score uh, 24-17, kick it off deep into the end zone. I know this kicker doesn't have the biggest leg, but still it's five yards deep. Of course, they're bringing it out as they are all game. You know, like I think they spotted something on tape that kickoff coverage was poor and that was very much truth. Uh, a note I made as the game went on, left side of the offensive line is moving people. Like, I have my issues with Dan Moore, and it's not time to talk off season, but he can run block. He might be a guard, but he does things well. I mean, I just don't want him blocking Lawrence Taylor off the edge. Um, and as the game's ticking down, this will be the end of my play-by-play spiel here. The Colts have three timeouts, and Saturday doesn't use any of them at the end. Um, he ends up taking two of his timeouts into the locker room with them to end the game. Like I haven't studied every snap of Jeff Saturday Colts, but this just screamed. I'm not an NFL coach. I'm not an NFL head coach. I mean, just horrific clock management to finish the game. Like I think the Colts would have won. No, but they would have got a couple more plays off and at least had a chance. Big play, of course, by Minka and Sutton to break things off. And that's a wrap. So the final stats I told you the halftime ones. Pickett was 20 for 28 for 174. Ryan, 22 for 34 for 199, a pick and a touchdown. 172 rushing yards by the Steelers. Very, very good. Great. 110 by the Colts. Jelani Woods, 8 for 98. Pittman, 7 for 61. And contested and also had a, a touchdown. A very impressive 61 yards by Pittman. 
three sacks each by each team, and three sacks by each team. And when it was all said and done, yards per play, first downs created, total yards, total plays were basically dead even. Instead of me just spitting numbers at you, they're basically exactly the same. But time of possession did favor the Steelers after dominating it in the first in the first half. 34-22 for the Steelers versus 25-38 for the Colts. And the Steelers were plus two in the turnover differential. The turnover differential has been great for Pittsburgh lately. Colts also missed a fourth down. So quick break, and then we'll wrap this thing up quickly with some of my stock up, stock downs. And tomorrow, as usual, will be much more in-depth. Stock up. I'm going to say Pickett. I mean, he had a cold stretch. He he has bad misses. Not turning the ball over. Moving and manipulating and handling the pocket much better than he did against the Saints. Taking one-on-one shots. Seems to be small body of work, but seems to be getting more comfortable with the two areas I talk about a lot. Red zone passing, as well as that 10 to 20 range, slowly. But he belongs. I mean, Kenny's going to be a good starter. Uh, is he going to be a superstar? I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I mean, I think he's going to be a good starter. He's moving along as you want a rookie quarterback to. And if you would just isolate his play post by, you'd think, wow, okay, this is a well above average rookie starting quarterback as the last 10 years go. Um, Snell and McFarlane both get thumbs up without a doubt. I mean, called on for much more work than expected. Run blocking was very good. That's a thumbs up as well, especially the left side of the line from what I saw in first glance. But McFarland brings some juice. He hits that hole fast. Snell played like his job depended on it. And he doesn't have a lot of juice, but he's a professional runner. And there's something to be said for fresh legs in November, December. We see this every year across the league couple guys have big games that didn't have the wear and tear of the year on the, on the, under them, and so maybe it's these guys' turn. It's getting boring, but Friar Muth is a, a thumbs up to me every week. He's just really good. I want to drill that into your head that he's better than you think, maybe. Thumbs up, Deontay, question mark. Sure seemed like he was open a lot, but he's like allergic to the big play, allergic to the end zone. They hit him on that crosser, and instead of turning it up, he kind of dances and goes horizontal to the line of scrimmage, you know, parallel to the line of scrimmage. So he's a question mark. I, I'm He's a bit of an enigma to me right now. Pickens is a thumbs up. Some of his ball skill stuff is a little bit questionable, but he's a force. And I mentioned the left side and run blocking, run blocking overall. A lot of bigger personnel. You know, they activated White, who's a good blocker at receiver. Gentry, Hayward, Watt, a variety of personnel usages on offense. Gentry, of course, but big people, blockers, and they're running the ball. Clearly, that is a massive, massive priority. Um, both specialists, I'm going to give a thumbs up. I thought this was a good game by Harvin. They had one that was questionable. He boomed in the end zone, but he had some nice punts. Wright is fine. 
I mean, the first game, people thought, oh, Wright's a disaster. Can't trust this guy. No, I, I think he's fine. You know, I'd rather pause, of course. Um, this was a tough one to watch just on TV, but I'm going to give a thumbs up to DeMonte KZ, who I mentioned they played a lot of big nickel, uh, especially with Spillane out, which was great. And KZ was the deep middle. It looked like more than Minka, but at least it, at a minimum, probably even more than this, allowed Minka to do other stuff because now you have a free safety, which is interesting. And it seemed like the Minka stuff had mixed results, but it's there. Um, thumbs down, and then we'll wrap this up. Kickoff coverage. Boy, I mean, that needs fixed. I'm not a special teams expert. Kickoff coverage is bad. Start of the second half was horrendous. Um, is that a trend? Is that something we need to worry about? Now, I don't know how to go about this one. Thumbs down seems strong, but I'm putting TJ Watt here. He, is he hurting? Because he made little impact. He sure seemed to come in and out of the game a lot. And he does that on his best days, but he did it a lot. And, hey, Braden Smith's a fine right tackle, but he wasn't getting tripled time and time again. Um, I wonder how he's feeling, I guess is the best way to put that, is he's more of a keep an eye on as opposed to thumbs down. Um, I mentioned how they used all these different big personnels and all that good stuff. Um, but I think what they need, and remember, they're they're healthy with, it, with their top pass catchers, and this is because Claypool's gone and there's time to replace him and all that. And he's not missed. Trust me, I'd much rather have what looks like the second pick in the second round. But they need one more weapon. You know what I mean, one more pass catcher, one more receiver of note that's not Gunner and Sims and White and Hayward. And those guys all have a place, but they all need to go down a rung. And that's something for next year. They're not going to get it this year. But what if, heaven forbid, Fryermuth or Pickens misses a game? Then all of a sudden you have... You're really short on on weapons, but right, they need one more weapon, more than I originally thought. Um, thumbs down to second half pass defense, uh, you know, especially against Woods and Pittman. Matt Ryan isn't good, you know, he just isn't. Um, and I thought the pass rush was lackluster. I understand that the ball came out of his hands very quickly. But I don't remember many hits. Yeah, I know they got three sacks, but you would think that there'd be even more pass rush, especially when it was, you know, Colts are coming back time. I'm not going to be super critical, but, um, and this kind of reflects on this too, is not enough splash defensively from the big three. Mentioned Minka, and what I mean, I mentioned Watt. Minka made a play or two, but he also got beat once in a while. Cam didn't show up as a dominant player. You know, three studs on defense, they didn't stand out. I mean, it's picking nits a little bit there. Don't I mean, don't get me wrong, but that was just a, a quick impression. Again, the game just ended, folks. I just finished watching it, ran downstairs, hit record. So I may change my tune on some of these. Um, and tomorrow I'll record something a lot more in-depth. You know, watch it a second time, of course. Dig into snap counts, usage, all that good stuff. But just wanted to get this to you. Thanks again. Over and out.